So here we go. Hi. La 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 la. Yeah. That's, we Time need to... for our singing podcast. Yeah. Uh, which is. La. I mean, that was okay. <laughs> I don't even know if the mic's going to pick that up. I'm going to have to like amplify that for you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was perfect. It's you too did beautiful it. to be captured on a regular mic. I mean, it's probably somewhere in there. I don't know. I, mean, I just check back to see the recording. <laughs> but yeah, so we really need to come up with a better like way to like start this. <laughs> I don't think we ever will because we're on no, like we're episode forty eight like, now. Well, you know what? I like to promise people good things that I cannot give them. Can't deliver. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I understand. Get all your hopes up, and then you just Dash have them faith right in away. Me. Yeah. Yeah, after after I've built it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm sure everyone listening's like, ah, but when will two scared siblings have a, have a good intro. way to introduce themselves? <laughs> yeah, that's probably exactly what people are thinking. And we're like soon, but secretly never. Soon, but um openly never. <laughs> openly never. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, we probably will. We'll come up with something like, something catch, catchy. I don't know. Yes. You know what? We have a musical intro, and y'all should be That's thankful good. for that. So. That's, yeah, exactly. I mean, we didn't make it ourselves. Um, uh, no, we didn't, actually. But um, it's good. Jocelyn from Frozen in Time yeah. podcast. I don't think that podcast is going anymore. I'm not sure. If, yeah, I'm not sure if the podcast's still going, but you should check out her old episodes, because they're really yeah. good, especially if you're into cold cases. Yeah, she's the one who made the intro, so yeah, credit yeah. to her. But yeah, so this week, what are we afraid of? Uh, what are you afraid of? Um, ghosts are, <laughs> are pretty scary. <laughs> actually, that's funny, because I have a story. Yeah. Yeah. You did okay. You have to tell me about this. You haven't told me about this yet. Okay. So I'm traveling a lot for work. And so I'm staying in a lot of hotels, obviously. Yeah. And so in this one hotel we went to, um, I got on the elevator to go for a smoke. It was like six in the morning. And I was just looking at my phone, standing in the elevator, and I just suddenly hear a woman sigh in my ear. And it wasn't just like you sighing. No. I was just like, Did I just sigh? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, No, I don't. I don't think I did. Plus, it came from over my right shoulder. Maybe that's the ghost of someone, like, disapproving that you're smoking when you're, like... Yeah, or on my phone. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be really funny. It's like like a dead baby boomer. Yeah, a dead baby boomer. Just, like, (sighs) this millennial on her phone. Yeah. (laughs) And then I have another story. This was in a different hotel. This is the hotel I was in just last, like, just this past week. Yeah. Um, And... I was in bed, and this was, like, on my last night there, so it hadn't, this hadn't happened before, so it's not like it's a regular thing for this building. Yeah. But I was asleep, and it was probably, like, 5 in the morning, so I had to get up in, like, an hour, and suddenly there was, like, tapping on the window. Ew. Yeah. Was there a tree out there? No. Well, then it was definitely a ghost. It was definitely a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> there is no other explanation. It's it, always it's... either a tree or a ghost. Yeah, in most scenarios, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No matter what happens. Yeah, no matter what it is. Yeah. Um, Not tree just or tapping. ghost. No, this is how it's we just... classify diseases, too. Yeah. When it's we look always caused by a tree or a ghost. Mm-hmm. The two worst things yeah. Yeah. that can happen to mankind. <laughs> trees and ghosts i mean you think that people really do like fucking hate trees yeah because they're prepared to destroy the environment like right exactly. away like what is with all the tree hating they're not a menace no. it's the ghosts we should be worried about the ghosts are usually the worst thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. Where's all the environmentalists coming out and like preserving the trees while the ghostbusters come out 
and get rid of the ghosts. ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, get on that secret cousin, Brenda. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. So today we have um, sort of a theme. Because we're trying to do themes now. Sort of. Yeah, I mean, we won't always. We come up with something and then the other person's like, okay, I'll do something that's along that line. Yeah, that's kind of tangentially related. Yeah. But we're not always going to do that sometimes it'll just be all over the place especially sometimes when i do more media crazy. yeah yeah especially when i do more like media reviews and stuff yeah which i'm really fucking excited to do but i can try to find murder cases that are similar to the movie yeah that's like you true. know we can kind of but yeah we'll work i mean we can't it. promise it yeah and still send <laughs> in your requests saying. like yeah and requests are good yeah because then you know we've got it all planned out for the next week yeah so send in any like horror requests that you want to cover do it yeah yeah do it this instant right now yeah we'll tell you all our contact info at the end of the episode as we do but yeah for now our all theme right. today is uh voodoo it's voodoo <laughs> yeah um it's pronounced a certain way it's voodoo yeah like, but it's voodoo now yeah. yeah. In uh, Haiti, it seems to be, like, more extended, like, the voodoo mm-hmm. or something. But it's, like, I don't – I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it fantastically. Yeah. But you know what we're fine. talking about. It's yeah. Um, yeah. We are trying. So, <laughs> so when you think voodoo, like, most people think about poking pins into wax dolls and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's – voodoo dolls are actually not a large part of, like, the original voodoo. It's more in European magic. So voodoo, also voodoo, is a religion that originated in uh, the West African religion of Vodun. And it was brought over to the Americas by slaves. Mm -hmm. And it's estimated that there are like 50 million practitioners out there around the world practicing this. still going on. Yeah. Uh, So when the slaves came over, they combined the elements of West African beliefs with Roman Catholicism. Came over. When they were forced over. When they were forced over. When they were brought over. Yeah. They were, because they were forbidden to practice their own religion, right? Yeah. So they combined it with Catholic seeming rituals to allow them to worship their deities in the guise of Christian saints, right? Yeah. I watched a documentary that said that, yeah. Yeah, which is good. It's Uh, clever. It's clever, yeah. Uh, the main branches are from Haiti and New Orleans, and then there are smaller ones in Brazil, Cuba, and the Dominican Republic. Right. And it's often been demonized and associated oh, with yeah. hexes, right? And human sacrifice, cannibalism, etc. Yeah, I don't hear too many cannibalism cases around. So yeah. Yeah, but it's actually it's it's really spiritual, and man- magic is only like a part of voodoo it's not yeah yeah. people practice it to connect with their deities and ancestors Mm -hmm. and to develop spiritually and it's focused on being good and charitable that makes sense some voodooists use voodoo dolls made to represent a specific person and they use that they make them with something belonging to the person uh that they are trying to represent like a lock of hair or a piece of clothing or something yeah um the voodoo dolls are usually neutral or used to heal people and other times they're used to present one of their lois I don't know um, if that's how you pronounce it. L W A, and that's yeah. their like their deities. Okay. So they will make like you know, and other like even Catholicism does that. We all like. Well, um, pagan witchcraft does that. We call them puppets. Yeah. So you like you make something that represents a deity. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, um, or even yourself. Like I've got a puppet, and I put like my birthstone in it for good luck. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm just going to talk about some of the items that are used in voodoo rituals. Cool. 
So there's the rattle, which is used as a sign of authority over the spiritual realm. 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 <laughs> I know. I fucked that up a lot too. Uh, they're made from. They're usually made from a gourd surrounded by a web of beads, snake vertebrae, vertebrae, and a small bell. Cool. And they're used to compel spirits to work with the person. Uh, then there's the ritual knife, which is used by the priest or priestess for nonviolent purposes, usually, yeah. like to draw a magic circle or to cut wood into different pieces. depending on the ceremony um and then they there are cases where there are sacrifices probably animals (laughs) um i don't know i don't remember hearing that but maybe well i think because some depends on the place i guess so voodoo has been kind of there are people who will use it like for who have adopted it to use for evil right yeah i'm not surprised yeah so but i don't know like i think in original voodoo it's possible that they did sacrifice animal sacrifices like a cow or goat or something yeah yeah and uh it's where a priest or priestess uses a dagger with a black handle to kill the sacrifice and that's what the ritual knife is used for and Hmm. then there's voodoo ritual powder basically it's different kinds of powder that are different colors that are used to decorate the body cool and or they can be used to cure ailments right and then there are voodoo dolls. Yeah. These ones are rarely used, right? Yeah. But, like, they're not a huge part of it anyway. Um, they're made with things that conserve the vibrations of the person rep- represented. Like, that's how they put it, right? Yeah. And the interior is weight made out of wax, butter, paper, bread dough, balsamic herbs. And into this mixture, you can stick pieces of nail, hair, or skin. Ew, nails. Of the person. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would hate to take someone's I nail I'd rather just do the hair. Or yeah. skin clipping, you. Yeah, that that. That's mm. grosser. I mean, it'd be harder <laughs> to get a hold of that. Yeah. Like, how many people are but like just got to be really clip powerful. some skin? Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're usually used for healing. Like I said before, you can cast negative spells with them. Yeah. And then there's the mirror. The mirror is used to cast spells and return negative energies. And if you're that using it for a revenge spell, it helps you to see the individual before you strike. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the mirror thing is also a, a pagan thing as well. They did that too for like returning curses. Yeah. That's so what, it's yeah. like uh, we all kind of came up with the same shit or maybe it was stolen from voodoo. I don't know. It okay. really depends on how modern the spell is, yeah. Yeah. So then there's the clothing. So the first function of clothing in voodoo is to protect the priest or priestess from foreign influences from the spirit world. Right. And it protects both the spiritual and physical body. Mm-hmm. And silk is good because of its insulating properties, and people are just free to design it to however they want it to look. Right. Um, a common color to use is white, but you can use any color. And then there's the head cover. It's a hat, headband, scarf, or veil that protects from external thoughts so that the priest or priestess can focus their concentration on the ritual being performed. Oh, jeez. And it's also sense. protection against uninvited spirits possessing them huh yeah smart um then there's the trident this is used mainly when you're in contact with demons oh no and the three teeth of the trident evoke equal power in three planes the spiritual the energetic and the material where do you get a trident I, you must have to make it like, yeah you could probably make it out of metal or wood then there's a belt the belt. The belt is always made by the priest or priestess themselves. Yeah. And it has to be the same color as the garment that they're wearing. And it can right. be made out of silk or leather, but they leather repels some spirits. So if you want to summon with them. some spirits, yeah, you don't want to wear leather. Yeah. And then there's the staff. 
The staff allows the priest or priestess to transfer energies from one place to another, and it can be used to trap spirits. Hmm. It's usually made of bamboo and can be designed with – and it is designed typically with skulls, stones, or feathers, right. etc. Um, before you use it, though, you have to bury it in soil for one night to obtain the blessings of the earth. Huh. And then the last thing. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that one. Yeah. There are needles. Oh, yeah. Right? That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I like needles. Needles are good. Uh, so if you want to do evil on someone, you can create dolls to represent them and then stick needles in the parts where you want them to feel pain. That sucks. And another method of causing discomfort is rolling a black thread around the voodoo doll. Yeah, don't do this stuff, people, especially yeah. if you're not from this background or from this religion. I think it might be better, like, I think it would be cool to use it, like, in healing spells. Like, if you've got, yeah. like, a sick family member and you want to, like... Yeah, then you, you go know? to a priest or a priestess or mm -hmm. whatever the gender neutral for priest is um, and, yeah. like, ask them to do this for you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, I have one that's uh, related and... Um, for fans of American Horror Story, uh, there's a little bit of a cult following around her. Yeah. So this is the true story, um, well, and mystery of Marie Catherine Laveau. Catherine. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure how it would be said because um, Marie Laveau was a Louisiana Creole practitioner of voodoo who was renowned in New Orleans. So I'm not sure how she would pronounce if it would be like the English, like Catherine or like yeah, Catherine or I something. Know. I don't know. The rest of it's French, so. Exactly. Uh, it's hard to say. Her supposed daughter, Marie Laveau II, also practiced root work, conjure, Native American and African spiritualism, as well as Louisiana, or what is known today as New Orleans voodoo. Uh, Marie Laveau was born on September, 6th, uh, September 10th, 1801. Similar. I mean, it's only like four <laughs> off. <laughs> so September 10th. Uh, I actually had a friend who was born September 10th. Okay. Not in 1801, though. Are you sure? Um, no. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and Marie Laveau, not my friend, died on June 15th, 1881. <laughs> well, shit. Well, her daughter, Marie II, um, was born a approximately in the year 1827 and died in like 1862 according to some scholars but they're not sure they mm -hmm. really aren't sure about marie the um, second her daughter died younger than before she did that sucks i mean there's a lot behind marie the second so this is such a spitball okay like they have no clue i read a whole bunch of things and no one even knows exactly like which one of them did certain things. So, oh, okay. like, when I'm talking about uh, Marie Laveau the first and then Marie Laveau the, from then on, mm -hmm. it could be the first or second, and I'll tell you why. Okay. So, the historical records surrounding Marie Laveau the first uh, surmise that she was born free in the French Quarter of New Orleans, Louisiana. She was the biological daughter of Marguerite Henry, also known as Marguerite d'Arcantel, a free woman of color who was of Native American, African, and French descent, and her father, Marie's father, was Charles Laveau Trudeau. Yeah. Uh, who was a surveyor and politician, <laughs> because apparently that's what you do if you're named Trudeau. You come into politics. Yeah. So on August 4th, 1819, uh, Marie married Jacques Perry, also known as Jacques Santiago in other records, who I think, like some people I think said he was a French immigrant and some said Creole, which is a type of French, mm -hmm. but who had fled as a white refugee from the uh, Haitian Revolution. 
Okay. In the former French territory, Saint-Dominique or Domingue? Domingue. 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 Yeah, Domingue. Saint-Domingue. Yeah, so they apparently, uh, Marie and Jacques, they apparently had two daughters together, from what I can tell, predating Marie II. So she had had daughters before. Um, These daughters were named Felicité, born in 1817, and Angèle, born in 1820. Um, But both disappear from the records in the 1820s. So there's, like, a lot of mystery surrounding Marie Laveau and, like, all of the Marie Laveaus in the family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So little is known with certainty about the life of Marie Laveau. She was approximately one-third each African, Native American, and white, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, it works out mathematically, but I'm just, like, interesting yeah. that that happens so evenly. Laveau's only two children to survive into adulthood were daughters. So, so many daughters. and The, the... best kind of child. <laughs> what? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand. I want a daughter, too, um, <laughs> when I'm ready to have children. The elder of the two, um, there's two Maries. So the elder was named Marie Eucharist Eloise Laveau, and the second daughter was named Marie Philomene Glapion. But it is not known which of these daughters went on to become Marie II. Oh, so she had two daughters named Marie and then two more named Felicite and Angèle? Yeah, who disappear from the records, so they're not even sure if they existed or if they died or what happened because yellow fever was going around. Okay. So a lot of people disappeared. You should not name all of your children after you. Well, um... And definitely not two of the children the same name. (laughs) Felicite and Angèle had different names. I know. But the reason... Marie, there is a reason for it. It's a Catholic tradition Mm -hmm. to do that, I think. I don't like it. To name your child after uh, you or the father like or to name them mary or joseph or a variation on that yeah but two because catholic yep i, I know thought it was it'd be just hard. the elder one that was supposed to be named after the father like an elder son or the elder there's a tradition yeah, for that right. i think but yeah like i read about it but yeah like so after the death of jacques marie laveau referred to herself as the widow Paris for the remaining years of her life. Oh, okay. So she was sad about that. Yeah. So, however, like, though following the reported death of her husband, Marie Laveau, and this is still the first, I think, who I'm talking about, actually pretty sure, yeah, <laughs> entered a domestic partnership with Christophe Dominique Dumini de Glapion, a white man of French descent, with whom she lived until his death in 1855, and they were reported to have had 15 children. No. Or, according to some sources, 15 children and grandchildren, like oh, okay. 15 altogether. Combined, okay. Yeah, so, but according to birth and <clears throat> baptismal records, they themselves had seven children between them. So that was what was marked down. Okay. There's a lot of legalities surrounding, you know, a white and a black couple. Yeah. Right? So they couldn't necessarily get, like, formally married and have all the formal documents. That's yeah. probably why people couldn't keep track of it. Yeah. So it's just, like, a huge family, and historians are, like, somewhat divided, which, I mean, there's, like, a lot of different info out there, so, like, a lot divided. Yeah. But since it's so difficult to determine the histories of the two Maries in tradition, it is believed that the elder Marie was a dedicated practitioner of voodoo, whereas the younger displayed more theatrical rubrics by holding public events, including inviting attendees to St. John's Eve rituals on by St. John, and here's a quote. Laveau was said to have traveled the streets like she owned them, said one New Orleans boy who attended an event at St. John's. It is not known which, if either, had done more to establish the voodoo queen reputation. Cool. So Marie Laveau started a beauty parlor where she was a hairdresser for the wealthier families of New Orleans. So that's why she's like a hairdresser in American Horror Story, I suspect. Oh, okay. Yeah. In AHS, she's, uh, she does like more her own like community of people that she's not like 
it's mm-hmm. not all wealth- wealthy white people, but yeah. um, yeah, Marie Laveau started one, so this is interesting. Now, of Laveau's magical career, there's little that can be substantiated, including including whether or not she had a snake named Zombie after an African god, uh, whether the occult part of her magic mixed Roman Catholic saints with African spirits, as Andrea talked about, or whether her divinations were supported by a network of informants she developed while working as a hairdresser in those prominent white households. Okay. Right? So, though she was indeed noted, like, this is for sure, she was good at obtaining inside information on her wealthy white patrons, by speaking to their servants, whom she'd either paid or cured of mysterious ailments so they probably owed her. Yeah. Um, she was reputed to be of extreme beauty, and, likely due to her ability to gather all that info on wealthy white people, she held an enormous amount of social power. So she kind of had them by the balls That's there. That's awesome. Yeah, she's badass. So on June 17th, 1881, it was announced in the Daily Picayune that uh, Marie Laveau had died peacefully in her home. However... Oral accounts state that she was seen by some people in town after her supposed demise. One of the two daughters named Marie had potentially assumed her mother's position, taken her name, and carried on her magical practice, taking over as the queen soon before or after the first Marie's death. So, like, it blended. Yeah. So people, there's a little fun fact about that. They, it was, like, considered a way for people to think she never aged. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, yeah. The daughter just takes over. Yeah. yeah. And then says she's her. Yeah. And people are like, what the fuck? Maybe that's why How she are you had 24 two. still? Like, yeah. So they could just keep taking over. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Actually, she's she sounds like she was a smart lady. It sounds like they all were. Yeah. So Marie Laveau is generally believed to have been buried in plot 347, the Glapion family crypt in uh, St. Louis Cemetery Number 1, New Orleans. But this has also been disputed. However, tourists would still visit her tomb there and like draw X marks in accordance with like a decades old tradition that if people wanted Laveau to grant them a wish, they had to draw an X on the tomb, turn around three times, knock on the tomb, yell out their wish, and if it was granted, come back, circle their X, and leave Laveau an offering. And um, it sounds like that tomb is no longer accessible due to vandalism, which... Um, I suspect yeah. there are, like, a lot of exes drawn it by now, so yeah, oh, yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and also racist people. But yeah. yeah, so a little bit about voodoo, or more accurately pronounced, like, voodoo or voodoo. It's spelled in a million different ways. Yeah. Yeah, so it just really depends on where you're from. It's not really portrayed accurately in various media, uh, predictably enough. And it's still practiced today, but it's actually a religion that was brought to America by stolen slaves from West Africa, as Andrea said. Yeah, and what they did basically was to mix their own older spiritual beliefs with Christian and our Catholic saints and traditions, and also with elements of varying Native American spiritual beliefs, which I thought was interesting. From what I've heard personally, though, like on my own and like from that documentary and from practitioners, um, you kind of inherit it. So it's not always an open religion, so it's not like everyone can just, like, always pick it up and do it. Yeah. Yeah, it it really depends on, like, the type and what is open and to who. Yeah. So depending on your background and exactly what you're practicing. So you probably shouldn't just, like, grab a library book on it and, like, dive right into practicing it unless you already know who you are and what you're doing. Um, yeah, so be careful about that. No voodoo dolls, guys. This is, like, why you shouldn't do that. So according to some accounts, and this is more on Marie Laveau's practice of voodoo, Marie would invite people of all races to weekly ceremonies held at her residence in which she had altars dressed with candles, holy images, and offerings, and they'd all, like, dance and chant and leave their own offerings, which were usually food or liquor. And even though white people would attend these ceremonies as well... 
Marie Laveau's spirituality had a bad reputation with the dominant white Americans at the time due to racism. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So apparently she was very much a humanitarian, though, like in many records, uh, as she was also known for engaging in like a whole bunch of community service, such as like she posted bail for free women of color. She nursed yellow fever patients. She'd visit condemned prisoners to like pray with them before their executions. Yeah. Just um, good stuff. Yeah. All the nice shit. And it's like inf- uh, this info from atlaobscura.com, if you guys want to look it up more. But Marie Laveau also sold charms and pouches of Grigri, which is some combination of herbs, oils, stones, bones, hair, nails, and grave dirt, and told fortunes and gave advice to New Orleans residents of every social strata. Some said Laveau even had the power to save the condemned prisoners from execution, like to like somehow make it so that they didn't die. Yeah, many claim she was the most powerful Voudon priestess in New Orleans at the time. And there are people alive today that believe she can still work her magic even beyond the supposed confines of death. Um, An article in the New Orleans Times-Picayune, April 1886, lovingly described Marie Laveau as, quote, gifted with beauty and intelligence, she ruled her own race and made captive of many of the other. (laughs) I like it. That's kind of badass. Yeah, oh, I thought it was really nice. Good. Yeah, so this is kind of more of an up- uplifting episode and yeah, historical. This it's fun. Very murdery. No, which is nice. We just switch we it up occasionally. Have to do murder. Yeah. No, we don't always want to bum you guys out too much. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that was one. Yeah, send in your requests to yes. two scared siblings at gmail.com. And you can add us on Twitter. We are at two scared sibs. Yeah, all lowercase. Our personal ones are at Andrea Noel3. And mine is at Toy Carousels. And uh, yeah, we have a Patreon for $1. Uh, you if you'll really out. support us. Yeah, you'll get yeah. one verbal shout out and then you'll be thanked in the uh, the summary of each episode. And for a $5 tier, you get a bonus episode each month. And that's another thing. We forgot to do the bonus episode, bonus episode for, June. For, the, for June. So we're doing two. Uh, yep. Yeah, so that will be, re- yeah. the short one will be released today. Yeah. <laughs> Which... They won't. Re- they won't hear this today. Until Thursday, uh, Sunday, four days ago, July something. What year is it? Where am I? Where? Are <laughs> what is time? Yeah, me too. I'm frightened. But yeah, you get to hear of like a bunch of cool bonus episodes. Yeah. All right. So now we give you a smooch. Yes. Okay. Here you go. Mwah. Sleep well. <laughs>